2: it was a chevy acoustic sports something stage you know what i mean like no one was there and i'll never forget it because that after i finished i was like i'll see y'all at the stadium next year baby i'm out (laughs) my uh, little did i know it would be 10 years before we uh before we play the stadium but you know here we are
0: song makes me so happy. Hello from Nashville. I'm Amber Anderson and that little jingle that starts our show is called Country Time and it was written and performed by Mia Byrne.
3: I'm Kelly Sutton and Mia is a phenomenal singer-songwriter that we commissioned to compose our theme song last fall. She actually used an empty Amaretto cookie tin to create a lot of those percussive sounds. I swear
0: it gets stuck in my head. (laughs) Me too. Mia is a queer trans woman. Happy Pride, Mia. And thanks for sharing your talents with all of our listeners.
3: And speaking of Pride, we are doing a fun episode of Rediscover today, highlighting the music of Shelley Wright. We're not looking back on her hits. We're digging into the music she's released in the last 12 years since she came out. Love this. We have room
0: and make room for everyone at our big country music table. So know that all are welcome here. I also love that we are still reliving all the fun we had at CMA Fest on today's podcast.
3: That's right. Russell Dickerson kicked off country music's biggest party as our artist of the day, which was perfect because it was his first year to play Nissan Stadium stage. And that's a big deal.
2: I mean, that's one of the things that's kept me motivated this whole time is like, one day I'm going to be... At the stadium, at CMA Fest. I'm going to get to play for the most hardcore, dedicated, incredible country fans in the world. Yes! 47,000 of them, and it's, you know, it's going to be incredible.
3: Are you going to be nervous? Yeah. Okay, good. Of
2: course.
3: You have to be, right? Yeah,
2: of course, yeah. Um, But, like, excited nervous. Not, like, going to throw up nervous. (laughs) I don't get that.
0: (laughs) We have lots more to talk to Russell about, though, besides that week's events. We got the scoop on his next album, how life imitated art for his current single with Jake Scott, and what he loves about headlining his own shows.
3: Before we get to all of that, though, we have to check in on all of the news coming out of Nashville. And this is where we find out what's cooking in country music. We start with a shout out to The Queen, The Queen. No, not Queen Elizabeth, although happy Jubilee and all, but our queen, Dolly Parton, for once again, stepping up and making the world a better place. This time, she's donated a million dollars to
0: pediatric infectious disease research at Vanderbilt University here in Nashville to help the fight against COVID-19.
3: On behalf of children and parents everywhere, thank you, Dolly. Thank you, Dolly. Okay, now get those calendars out. We have album news to share. Lots
0: of news breaking this week about new releases. Shall we go in order? I think that's
3: the only way we can do it. There's a lot. I've got my (laughs) calendar. Calendar open too. Okay, Ingrid Andress is first, right? Yes.
0: Her sophomore album, Good Person, will be out August 26th. She co wrote all 12
3: tracks on the project and co produced the album too. Okay, moving on to September 2nd. Mark that down as the day we get John Party's fourth album called Mr. Saturday Night. I mean, what a perfect title. And we'll talk more about this in our heat index. But
0: Breeland will release his first full length album on September 9th. It will be called Cross Country which you'll recall is a song he released last year.
3: Now, I just got a chance to talk to him for Country Heat in DJ mode, which I highly recommend y'all check out. We are celebrating Black Music Month, and Breland told me what his musical journey has been like so far. Can we
0: give everyone a sneak peek?
1: Of course we can. <laughs> the fact that I'm able to be here making the kind of music that I make, I know that that would not be possible if it were not for the contributions and the trials and the obstacles that people like Mickey Guyton and, and even... Even Jimmy and Kane in their in their own right, or go back further. Frankie from the from the documentary For Love and Country, you guys gotta go check it out if you haven't. Her story really blew my mind. It is an incredible story and lets you know, hey, that wasn't that long ago.
3: To hear more, just ask Alexa, play Country Heat in DJ mode.
0: Okay, Kelly, did you see the lineup for the today's show's summer concert series? Country music is so
3: well represented this year. I did see it, and I'm pumped because Keith Urban is playing. At the end of this month, then later in the summer, we'll get Marin Morris, Walker Hayes, Mickey Guyton, and Brandy Carlisle. I want to go see Walker
0: play so bad, but I'm going to be at Windy City Smokeout that weekend, so I won't be
3: able to be there. Mm-hmm. I just wish that we could be in the middle of all the excitement of New York City and watching Walker live on the Today Show because that would be pretty awesome. Okay, what else do you have in your news notes? So the movie Elvis opens
0: in theaters this week. And given Elvis's Nashville story and the fact that he's in the Country Music Hall of Fame, that's enough reason for us to be talking about the film.
3: True. But also friend of the podcast, Casey Musgraves, is on the film's soundtrack. She covers Can't Help Falling in Love. And we got a sneak peek of the song in the movie's trailer.
1: Wow. Saying a lot of things.
3: He's this nation Casey called it one of the most iconic songs in history. Soundtrack's going to be really
0: awesome with a diverse sound. Stevie Nicks, Yola, Chris Isaac, Eminem, and CeeLo Green all contribute songs. The movie and the soundtrack come out on Friday. That's one I'm
3: absolutely going to see in theaters. I've watched the trailer at least four times. And you know what? (laughs) Hey, note to the control room let's rediscover the music of Elvis on a future episode of Country Heat Weekly. Yeah, yes, please, let's do that. And note to any of our new
0: listeners, Casey was a guest on the show back in January. So if you're late to to the party. We're glad you're here, but you have a lot of catching up to do. I have been so excited about doing this week's heat index since I opened up the Amazon Music app last weekend and saw our bestie Breland on the cover of the Country Heat playlist.
3: I mean, how many times did we run into him at CMA
0: Fest? He was everywhere. Yes, he was. And he never even mentioned, though now I'm thinking back, I feel like he was dropping hints (laughs) that he was about to announce his first album. It will feature several of his collabs that are already out in the world, like Praise the Lord with Thomas Rhett and the title track Cross Country with Mickey Guyton. But we also got a new solo song and it is Country I want
1: to take it down Don't need a filter the way that she built it I'm blowing your mind She's an actual natural Back it up Country girl
3: Okay, I did hear him do Natural at Live in the Vineyard, and I fell in love with it immediately. I love the country sound of it, and I do love the fact that this is just Breland. I mean, so many of the songs that we know, he has somebody else with him, and this is just a taste of Breland by himself, and I'm loving it. Yes, I have been playing it all weekend long,
0: (laughs) but who's surprised? Who's surprised, really? (laughs) Lots of 90s influence coming through on this
3: one, don't you think? I think so. And I think that's part of the reason I love it so much. Me too. Now, everybody, if you've listened to last week's episode, then you heard Kelsey Ballerini giving us all the scoop on her new single, Heart First, which is also on the playlist. I've been really inspired by 90s. I think through COVID, I, I really, instead of listening to what was new, I, I needed something nostalgic to feel comfortable and to feel safe, you know? And I think a lot of us went back and listened to our, our favorite older records. I think I was just in that headspace, and I was really inspired by that kind of music. And so I really wanted to, to dive into that kind of more warm, warm-sounding, real live instruments and a story that kind of parallels with Unapologetically, which is just Follow Your Heart, so... Uh. It felt like the first step.
0: If you haven't heard last week's show yet, please go back and listen because it was packed full of country music scoop from CMA Fest.
3: And there's still more coming. For instance, it was backstage at Nissan Stadium that we talked to Dierks Bentley about working with L King on their new duet on the Country Heat playlist.
2: The last time we collaborated, it was on my album, a song called Diffin' for Girls. This is off her new album coming out and the song's called uh, Worth a Shot. Uh, surprise, surprise. It's a drinking song coming from L King. Who would have thought her last song was Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home. Uh, Uh, I see a theme here, but it is authentic. This is definitely who she is. And uh, I love this song. It's such a good song. Um, Our friends Josh Osborne and uh, Shane McAnally and Ross Copperman wrote it. L King came up with a great video concept and involved Western clothing and guns and of course alcohol. Uh, So that was a lot of fun too, but um, it should be a big hit. I'm excited, we'll see.
3: Playlist is also where you're going to find the new one from Matt Stell called Man Made, Miranda Lambert's Actin' Up, and What My World Spins Around from Jordan Davis. Easiest way to keep up on all the big country
0: songs is to find and follow the Country Heat playlist on Amazon Music.
3: We're about to take a quick break, but first, we are going to give you something to ponder. This is a game we play called Who Said That? We're going to read you a
0: quote, and you make your guess as to... Who said that? And when we come back, we'll play you the
3: audio. Okay, here's this week's quote. I feel like I belong with the outlaws. I'm a new day outlaw. I'm writing socially conscious songs and I feel like so many people like Willie Nelson have paved the way for me to do what I do. Hmm, a new day outlaw. Who do you think said that? Keep listening, everybody. We'll tell you right here on Country Heat Weekly.
0: Okay, it's time to tell you who said that. I feel like I belong with the outlaws. You know, I'm a a New Day outlaw. You know, I'm I'm writing socially conscious songs. I don't know, I always wanna do something a little outside the box and I, I I feel like so many people like Willie Nelson have paved the way for artists like me to be able to do what I'm doing today. Britney Spencer. This weekend, Britney hits the road with Willie Nelson's Outlaw Music Festival, so we asked her if she considered herself an outlaw.
3: Okay, listen, Britney, here's a little tip. Just stay off of Willie's bus. It's really hard to see (laughs) in there. A lot of smoke. Okay, time now to do a little time traveling. We are going back to CMA Fest for a conversation with Russell Dickerson, the CMA Artist of the Day. Today's guest is living proof that dreams do come true. He attended college right here in Nashville at Belmont University. His hard work in school paid off because before he even graduated, he had already locked down a publishing deal and he eventually hit the road as guitar tech for Chris Tomlin. And he also made some pretty cool
0: friends and fellow songwriters while he was a student at Belmont.
3: Uh, Brian Kelly. Yeah. Tyler Tyler Hubbard. Hubbard. Yeah. His debut album came out in October of 2017. It was called Yours, and his first four singles went to number one, y'all. It's
0: a big it's crazy. deal. That's a big deal and really hard to do. So we hear that in addition to his hits like Yours and Blue Tacoma. That he's been playing some unreleased tracks
3: out on the road. So that makes us think that there's some new music coming. Has to be. Yeah, I think so. His latest single right now is a duet that he has with Jake Scott called She Likes It. You'll find it on our Amazon Country Heat playlist. And if... His new music is anything like that song. We're Ah, in for a treat. Yes, yes, yes. Now, so many of his songs have been inspired by his love for his wife, Kaylee, whom we love as much as we love him. And he met her in college, and now they have an adorable little mini-me, Remington. Remdog. He is so cute. (laughs) Please help
0: us welcome Remington's dad, Russell Dickerson.
1: Yay!
3: Hi! What's up? Good to see you. Do you like that, Remington's
0: dad? Remington's
2: dad. <laughs> Here he is.
3: That's now your introduction. And That's I know so you good. love it.
2: Honestly, Remington's dad, Kaylee's husband. I'm, I get it all. I'm used to it.
3: Well, how, how do y'all you feel it CMA today? <laughs> Woo. I remember the first number one party. And they had a huge cardboard cutout of your face and you were standing there looking at it. And then you looked at me and you're like, what's happening? And I'm like, I don't know, but you went number one. Talk to us about that feeling.
2: Everybody's journey and story is different. And mine, uh, you know, I graduated from college in 2011. So uh, this entire time I've been hustling and playing shows and grinding. So when you get to that first number one party, You know, that was in 2018. So that's seven straight years of hustle, hustle, grind, grind. Mm -hmm. And after seven years to finally have a song that is number one on the country charts, I remember standing up there on the stage. Because, so you get a little stage, you give your little speech, and you hang, you know, you thank all the writers and the producers and the whatever. And I just started like, yeah. bawling cry like uncontrolled like i could cry right now just talking about it because it was such this built-up release of emotion of like all of these years have just paid off right now i'll never forget that my first number one party
3: and then a second and a third and a fourth and you're like <laughs> oh this is so much fun i want to do it all the time
2: yeah i do want to do it all the time let's do it
3: well, and speaking of getting
0: emotional, Kelly and I were there um, at your Ryman show. This guy sold out the Ryman auditorium. Woo! Y'all, it was unreal. We were singing so loud. You can't take us anywhere, but yeah, we're embarrassing. But we were having the best time, but you got choked up on that oh, stage yeah. that night too. Like, yeah. talk about that. It was I'm like a, kind I'm, of same type of emotion, right? Yeah,
2: I'm a crier, so <laughs> I just you know, it was again. It was with yours. Like, yours is like my baby, infant child. Like, I worked so hard for so long on one song. You make me better than I before.
1: Thank God I'm
2: yours. As soon as we got to yours, uh, I, just, I just couldn't help but stop. Yeah. Like, stop in the middle of the song and just say thank you to— I mean, the, it, I, I was like, who's from Nashville? And there was like a good bit, but like over half of the crowd was from all over America— to come here for this, this one show, you know? And that just meant the whole world to me. And to just, I, had, I just had to stop and say thank you to everybody who had helped me, like all you guys who had helped me to get to where I am today. 10 plus years of having nothing, you know? And so, again, just, it's you guys, man. It's you guys.
0: Yeah, it is. Okay, so at the Ryman Show... I just want to say, I called one of the moments. Yeah. I was like, Jake Scott's going to come out during She Likes It. Ooh. And it happened. And it happened. And I I love Jake Scott. So I was like freaking
2: out.
3: Yes. (laughs) So tell us about this song with Jake Scott. She
0: Likes
2: It. Oh my gosh. This is, I mean, this is one of my favorite. It's turning into one of my favorite stories. Because we wrote the song. It was the second song we ever wrote together. The guy we wrote it with posted another song that he had written with Jake. And I was like this song is fire. Like I gotta, I gotta meet this guy. We got to write. She likes it as the second song that we write together. So my studio is just down from our house. So we came back up to the house and we open cause like we like to come back to the house, you know, have a glass of wine, whatever, listen to the song over the speakers. We walk into the house and Kaylee's literally playing John Denver through the speakers. We had just written She Likes It, Jake's which talks like, about her <laughs> listening to John Denver, and we were like, Lord,
1: <laughs> Is <that> okay, you? <laughs> I
2: see you, and uh, so yeah, no, so I was like, I called my label, I was like, we gotta put this out, like, whatever, just let the people hear this song, and they're like, cool, let's do it, so then... You know, it it comes out, it's got a million a week, it's got two, it's got three, it's got four, and it hit five, almost five and a half million a week. And they're like, uh, I think we're going to take this to country radio. Yeah. And like, yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. Biggest streaming song I've ever had. And uh, it's, I feel like we're just getting started on this song. She likes it when... I-
3: You know, one of the songs that as soon as I heard it, that it hit me in a totally different way is Death Row. Uh, Oh, yeah. So talk to us about this song, writing it with Thomas Rhett, with Tyler Hubbard. I know that was an emotional day for you. I just want you guys to know the story if you haven't heard it about Death Row.
2: Yeah, so we have a friend of ours, Al Anderson, and he has a prison ministry. And he goes to Death Row and literally just hangs with these guys, and gives them the hope of God, basically. You know, like, they're not going anywhere. They're there. They're there for life. And so he's like, you guys should just come in, play some songs, just tell some stories, get to know these guys. They love any, any contact with, mm-hmm. with anybody from the outside world. And so we're like, I oh, don't know, dude. Like, this is death row. This isn't, like, this isn't like somebody stole a pencil from Dollar General. Right. And so we go in there, we're scared, we're nervous. And he's like, trust me, like, it's going to be, it's going to be great. And so we go in there and these, I mean, it is the, it was the most normal, hang, most gentle, sweet, kind human beings. The guy who runs it was like, these guys are just like you and me. They had the worst night of their life and now they're paying for it for the rest of their life. And... We got to know him. We played some songs. I played mine. Tyler Hubbard played his. TR played his. And by the end of it, we had a guy come up, and he was like, hey, can we, can we sing Amazing Grace together? Ugh. And so we're, ooh, I cried just talking about it. And to sit there in death row and just sit there with these guys singing Amazing Grace, and, and it says that in the song. One of them sang Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. One hand raised and one foot chained to the ground. And so Thomas Rhett just did such a great job writing this song. I'll, I'll be forever changed by that day.
3: It's incredible. And thank you for doing that. Yeah, it's an incredible song. You mentioned your your friends. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about that community. Because you have a core group of men around you that are incredible incredible songwriters and incredible friends. What does that mean to you?
2: I mean, I feel like it's such a rare thing. I mean, I could be wrong, but to have people like Tyler and TR and Charles Kelly and like that that I can call and like, "Hey, I'm about to I'm about to make this really big decision. What did you, what did you do when it was time to cross that bridge? And what are the things that you had to put into your equation to figure this out or you know, like how was this venue or that, you know, like there's so many questions and so much advice that I've, I've tapped into because, you know, because we are like, it's, it's, it's like a family. And so to have them has been absolutely invaluable.
0: I love Nashville for that reason, to be able to have that community that you can lean on. I think is just another reason Nashville is so special. Okay. So we've been hearing rumors that you're playing new music.
2: Out on the road. uh Oh, yeah. Okay. What
0: can you okay. tell us about where we're at in the process of a new album.
2: Uh, so we we've started recording. We've got the songs dialed in. We just gotta we just gotta record them. I gotta sing them, and then as soon as we get all that done, it's all it's all yours. So we'll. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when exactly that'll be, but. Yeah, I've got I've been playing a few songs out on the, like at the Ryman, I played a new song called Just Like Your Mama. That's That'll another get I'm telling you, I'm a cry. I told you, I just <laughs> cried up here. Crier. And that one every time I play it, I I tear up a little bit cuz yeah. it just talks about how I hope our son grows up to be as strong and as awesome as as his mama.
3: Let's talk about touring 2022. Let's talk about your headlining tour first. Give me all the details, what that has been like, and you know, walking out on stage knowing every person there came because of you.
2: Yeah, that's what's crazy is like, you know, opening up, you get to play for a lot of people, but I love headlining. I love that I can play whatever I want at any point, and we can just like vibe together the crowd and have a big old dance party on MGNO, and everybody's there for it. It was absolutely incredible. and we kicked it off, sold out in New York City, and like there's no, there's no better way than to just kick it off with a sold-out show in NYC. and uh, I mean, really, I can't wait to get back to headline, and I love opening up again,, yeah. but just that it's a different energy, it's a different vibe when, when it's all, you know, there for these songs.
3: Yeah, fairs, festivals, all the fun things this summer. All of them.: 2017. Russell and I were in London. Yeah. It was so much fun. Nashville meets London. And we shared a pint. That was my first pint overseas.
2: A proper pint. A
3: proper pint with (laughs) Russell Dickerson in London. And you are headed back to the UK for the second leg of the tour. Yes. So for our UK fans that are listening to the podcast and watching the podcast, he's coming your way. Give us a breakdown of what's happening. Yeah. We
2: got eight, eight or nine shows Locked in over there. I mean, half of them have already sold out. So shout out to Woo-hoo! my UK folk. Yeah. yeah. Um, get the tickets while they're hot. And um, yeah, I mean, we're, it's, that's crazy to me that literally across the ocean, we're selling out shows over there. It's insane. So
3: <laughs> we I'm love very the excited. UK fans. Yes. They that are is... amazing. And they Anybody listen. from the
2: UK? Oh!
3: Yes! oh! the best that's awesome okay so we had some friends in the audience write out questions for us yes thank you guys for being here okay um what is your ideal songwriting spot i'm a songwriter too and this is from aspen in smithville missouri aspen thank you thanks amazing yeah beautiful great name
2: um I yeah i've just got this little spot right now it's actually my neighbor uh, I'm just renting a house from him, and I, it's like I got my whole studio set up down there. It's like this old house in the woods, and it's like a major vibe, and it's just a nice refresher to, instead of writing in the, a room with no windows and yeah. purple LED lights to try to make a vibe, I'm like, just let Mother Nature create the vibe, and it's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, so that's where, that's where I do a majority of my songwriting.
3: What was your most memorable concert experience and where was it? And this is from Jennifer in Punta Gorda, Florida. Yeah, Florida. All right,
2: Florida. I see yeah. you. Hmm. The first one that comes to mind was seeing Keith Urban at Bridgestone. Oh. Uh it was like it was the first time I'd ever seen him. And you know, you 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 hear the song, you think, but that was the first time to seeing like an entertainer and like being uncontrollably screaming everywhere, jumping like partying like raging to Keith urban, and that that's probably yeah, I just, I love Keith so much
0: okay, when did you begin singing? This is from Janet Smith from Biggs, California Janet, okay, Janet.
2: Yes, I mean, I started singing i since I can remember. My dad, and mom, they I was raised in church. My dad was a choir director. My mom played piano. And so I was in children's choir probably from two, three, four. I don't even know what year you start children's choir, but I was in kids' choir and then started singing by myself probably closer to middle school, maybe. Like my mom played piano in the, uh, Fifth grade talent show for me and my boys. We sang KC and Jojo.
0: Yes. We were talking backstage about having VHS tapes of stuff. Is oh. that on a VHS tape somewhere?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We
0: need footage we of need, that, family. We need
2: the KC and Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fourth grade it. was Garth Brooks standing outside the fire. You yeah. fixed it up. Oh, Please hey, tell you, me you had the headset. I, yeah, Did you it. have a headset? Yes. Oh my headset, gosh. black cowboy hat, checkered shirt, guitar. Nailed we were, it.
3: We we Fourth really grade. need this footage. Yeah. So did you ever have a band? And if so, what was the name?
2: You must know the answer to this question. <laughs> Maybe. So in high school, yes, we started a heavy rock band called... I hope you're ready for this name. It was called Buried Under Broken Glass.
0: <laughs> what was the inspiration behind that?
2: I don't, I didn't come up with it. But, oh. <laughs> you know, our teenage angst was obviously shining through that band name and uh, yeah we were we, we ran Franklin Tennessee
3: yes you we did. did we did did you write your own material buried under broken glass if,
2: if that's what you want to call it <laughs> I mean we just we turned our amps up as loud as we could and just played as as hard as we could I mean, it was it was pretty looking back it was we thought we were so cool and you know we would sell out a little coffee shop like 20 people we were like we sold out baby <laughs> <laughs> time to move to the big leagues. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, just, it was just chaos. But, I love you know, it. It's a great outlet.
3: Okay, so you've joined the CMA Artist Ambassador Program in support of music education, which is perfect because your mom was a music educator. Shout out to mom, yeah. teaching all the things. Um, what did you start on? Did you start on piano?
2: Uh, technically, I started on glockenspiel. Oh, in kinder music
3: <laughs> nice
2: no, yeah, it just it's like this little thing where you, it comes with it, uh, but yeah, piano first, and then I sixth grade, I started playing in bands, like okay. concert band, like okay. so I did that, and then that will led to marching band, so i was I was drumming for like six years straight, what? so that's a huge foundation of my musical upbringing like that's what I looked forward to every day at school was looking forward to music class or chorus or band or anything like anything besides math and all that you know I was like please just get me to music
3: <laughs> and,
2: and but it's so funny to see how not funny it's amazing to see how much those same classes meant to me mean to kids still today mm. and we've done a lot of visits and with, with music classes and they're like this is my escape this hour or this 45 minutes is my escape from all the drama at school everything going on at home like this is this is their escape and so it's a beautiful thing to be a part of
3: oh well a round of applause for all of our music educators out yeah. there and for the CMA ambassador program and for you, Russell Dickerson, because you're amazing.
2: Yeah, so guys, come on. We love you so much. Love you too. Thank thanks you so much. for being a part of the podcast. Yes, of course, it. thanks for having me.
3: Our artist yeah. of the day, Russell Dickerson. <laughs> I love you guys.
0: We're celebrating Pride Month this week by rediscovering the music of Shelley Wright, the first mainstream country artist to come out as a lesbian.
3: Growing up in the small town of Wellsville, Kansas, Shelly didn't know anyone who was like her. Raised to Love Jesus in the military, Shelley's first job in show business was performing at Opryland Theme Park. Her first album came out in 1994, and she was named the ACM's top new female artist in 1995. Of course, we know Shelly for her hit songs like Single White Female
0: and It Was, and her relentless support of the troops through USO tours and performances. But her chart success came before she was able to live as her full, authentic self.
3: So on this episode of Rediscover, we're going to spotlight the two albums Shelly has released since she came out. It was April 30th, 2010, when Shelly told her truth through a series of interviews she did with People Magazine, The Today Show, Ellen, and Oprah Winfrey. Of course I came out because if I don't, I will never be whole. But another compelling reason is because young people in every corner of America are being told by their churches and their parents are echoing what the churches are telling them that they are damaged goods and they are not. I have to stand up. I am uniquely positioned in my culture of country music. I feel like it's incumbent upon those of us who have a voice and can do something about it.
0: Shelly's coming out was accompanied by her autobiography, Like Me, and the album, Lifted Off The Ground.
3: The album was produced by her longtime friend, Rodney Crowell, who didn't know that she was gay until she emailed him the song, Like Me, which she knew would reveal the truth to him.
1: And who's gonna end up holding your hand, a beautiful woman
0: or a tall, handsome man? The album also details a painful breakup, but is still often gender ambiguous. These songs are relatable to anyone who has gone through heartbreak and often features Shelley's clever writing style. Songs like
3: Notes to the Coroner and Object of Your Rejection.
1: It was so damn easy for you to cut off your affection. So here I am, the object of your rejection.
0: One of the album's most talked-about tracks was Damn Liar. Shelly originally thought she was writing the song about her ex, but realized after the fact that she was really talking about herself.
1: If we all start talking there might be nowhere for you to hide. You're a
0: damn
3: liar. Shortly after coming out, Shelly met her future wife, Lauren. And now Shelly and Lauren are raising twin boys who are just adorable. I mean, I love seeing videos of them growing up on Shelly's social media pages. In
0: 2014, Shelly launched a Kickstarter campaign to fund her next album. More than 2,000 fans supported her project, and it was the most successful campaign ever by a country artist.
3: That album was I Am The Rain, which came out in September of 2016. It became the highest charting album of her career on the Billboard sales chart. A standout track on the album is
0: a cover of Bob Dylan's "Tomorrow is a Long Time Coming." Folk duo The Milk Carton Kids sing with her on the song. Only
1: if she was lying by me would I lie in my-
3: There's a depth to this album that Shelly really couldn't have recorded a decade before. Her songwriting really shines. I don't think Shelly has gotten enough credit for all of her solo songwriting. Yeah, eight of the songs on this album were also solo rights, including
0: Pain, which features guest vocals from Emmylou Harris.
1: Now my outsides are just about as better
3: And although she channels plenty of past heartbreak, there are some really sweet love songs on this project too, including Next To Me. Again, you'll notice there aren't gender references in the lyrics, so it's a love song that works for couples of all genders and orientations.
1: Just stay.
0: For more on Shelly's coming out story, we recommend both her autobiography, Like Me, Confessions of a Heartland Country Singer, and the award-winning documentary, Wish Me Away, which chronicles her coming out journey.
3: Listen to both Lifted Off the Ground and I Am the Rain, along with Shelly's entire catalog on Amazon Music.
0: Next week on the podcast, we are finally getting to air our episode with Luke Combs.
3: Y'all, we taped this back in April, more than two months before the album came out. And at that time, we knew things like there was a duet with Miranda Lambert that hadn't been announced. And it's been so hard to keep that secret from you.
0: (laughs) Yes, it has been. But now you'll hear it all. Luke was in fine form that day, cutting up, (laughs) telling stories. It might be an extra long episode, so don't miss it.
3: The best way to make sure that you get every episode as soon as they drop is to search out Country Heat Weekly on your favorite podcast app and follow, subscribe, star it as a favorite. It's different on every platform, but it's
0: very important. And if you like what you've heard on this episode, go ahead and give us a five-star review. That will help other country music lovers like yourself find the show five stars.
3: We return to one of our favorite and somewhat nosy burning questions this week. We asked the stars, what's the last thing they bought on Amazon? And surprisingly, they told us. <laughs> Here's the shopping history of Lainey Wilson, Luke Combs, Dirk Bentley, Kelsey Ballerini, and TJ Osborne. The last thing I bought on Amazon was a mini humidifier for the bus. <laughs>
1: Two bottles of spray ghee oil. And then before that, it's a dolphin nautilus pool cleaner. I bought brake lights for a 2011 Subaru. I had a, I'm missing a light on one of my cars.
3: Plant food. <laughs> that might be the best answer we've I'm, gotten yet. I'm honestly, I'm trying so hard to be a good plant mom. And I have a, a, a fiddly fig. Oh. And she nice. is feisty. She's a problem. <laughs> but I'm determined to keep her alive.
2: A ring-sizer kit.
3: Did we just get some scoop we didn't realize? Is there a proposal coming? Ooh, I don't know.
0: Country Heat Weekly is a collaborative production between Amazon Music and Nevermind Media. Executive producer is Melissa Locker. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production
3: assistance from Annie Reuter, Debbie Daughtry, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne with additional music from Madeline McCormack. The
0: Amazon Music Team includes Nathan Brackett, Emily Cohen, Chris Graham, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones, and Raymond Roker. Development consultant,
3: Michelle Dix. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, Jake, Osmo and all the other very good dogs out there.
0: Be sure to follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop.
1: For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history.